Yes, I hate it. No. Yes, I'm also repelled, repulsed, reviled, and revolted by it. In addition, I loathe and abhor it, not to mention despising and detesting it. Crammed into a submarine with a giant dinosaur and no launch pad to even steer it. Things can't possibly get any worse. Did we have to bring Herb? Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lund, and with me once again is... Tiffany Silverbron. Welcome back, Tiff. It has been ages since the last time we <laughs> recorded. Yes, it has. Yeah, our last episode came out, I believe, December 4th, so sorry for the delay, folks, but we are finally here, ready to tackle issue 10 of Darkwing Duck, which is the final issue of the titled Darkwing Duck series. And boy, do we have thoughts on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but before we get into those, we have a small bit of non-Darkwing news, as well as a uh, a few different pre-talk things. So in terms of non-Darkwing news, I don't know if you saw this, Tiff, but they just uh, released the Kickstarter for the vintage uh, Gargoyles comics uh, trades. Oh, I did not see that. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're reprinting all of the Marvel Gargoyles comics from the 90s, as well as the SVG Gargoyles comics, which are super rare and pricey. So That's really cool. Love Gargoyles. So, yeah, Gargoyles <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely have to get those when, when they release. Now, keep in mind, you don't have to order them through Kickstarter, of course. Our local comic stores will get the uh, the the plain versions in. But if you want, you know, special versions like special hardcovers or signed hardcovers or art prints or stuff like that, then definitely give the Kickstarter campaign a, a look and see if it's for you. Yeah, what's so, the price? What? What's the price on that? Uh, it varies. Like for to get just the three plain uh trades, I think was ninety five dollars. Mm. Yeah, which is a little on the pricey side. Not gonna lie, especially when when you can get them from your comic store and depending on the comic store, maybe even save some money on them. Like my local shop. Any uh, pre-orders you save 20% on So that's one of the reasons why I'm just going to wait for them Because I don't really want to pay $95 when I can pay less Yeah, mine has deals too Like for every, I mean I buy like a ton of comics So it's like every couple books or something You get like a, a dollar reward or something Which yeah. adds up So I usually have some credit at my comic shop <laughs> Well, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you spend your Christmas, Tiff? 
So I went to the East Coast. I went to North Carolina. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, you didn't even come to see me, but North Carolina is <laughs> a bit far from Vermont, so I don't blame yeah. you. <laughs> Pretty far. Um, and it was my first time in North Carolina. So that was cool to go to a new place. Um, it was very nice. We got some light snow a couple times, which is always amazing being a California girl who almost never, ever, ever sees snow. <laughs> well, if I could, I'd give you all our snow. <laughs> um, we went to a really fun, what was it? Oh, it was called Retrocade. We were yeah. in Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. And um, yeah, they had all vintage video games, a huge collection of vintage video games and pinball machines. And it was really fun. And I cool. think it, oh, yeah, they had it. So you go in and you pay $20, I want to say. And then everything's just free, like the entire time you're there. So yeah. You know, put coins in or anything um and then we went to a tiki bar that i have never been to obviously which is pretty cool <laughs> we did a review for that on our on our youtube channel also <laughs> sweet and yeah it was pretty good pretty fun well that sounds fun yeah and <laughs> Right afterwards, when we came back, I had to drive all the way to L.A. to go to one of my best friend's bachelor parties in the desert for a weekend. That was fun, too. We went axe throwing, and that was my first time doing that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so you tried to emulate Gimli, did you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did pretty good. Definitely need more practice. <laughs> you got anything really cool for Christmas? Any dark, new Darkwing merch? I did not get any Darkwing stuff, but Greg got me. So I, um, this is a long time ago when there was a series called Old Lady Harley. I remember it. I think I have an issue of that or two. Yeah, there's six total. and. I this thing happens sometimes with comic books if I'm not on it where I got I think issue one and two and then I missed three and I got discouraged so I didn't get the rest of them ah. so <laughs> and it was always frustrating because I wanted to know what happened in the story and so Greg got me like the complete set of like one through six sweet so that was awesome he always remembers the comic books that I want which is great. <laughs> yeah, speaking of comics, I don't know if you've uh, seen this from, from what I've been posting, but I've kind of been on a Marvel Zombies kick lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'd, I'd always been kind of intrigued by them, but most of the ones I'd gotten were all ones I'd picked up from the quarter bins at my local shop. So, you know, I didn't have, like, very many complete runs. So I had a few, like the Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness. I somehow managed to find all of them in the quarter comics. Nice. You know, but 
lately I've been getting a lot more into it, especially with things like the first season of What If, having the that story set in the Marvel Zombie universe, and then with the new Black, White, and Blood series, you know, I've started getting a little more interest in it. So, yeah. and it didn't didn't hurt that my local comic shop you know, recently they started going through their basement, you know, and finding all these treasures. So they found a whole bunch of the older uh, Marvel Zombie comics. So I got those. I, a local resale shop had the trade paperbacks. I picked up the first one for Marvel Zombies 1. And then recently on eBay, I bought the Ultimate Fantastic Four issues that introduced Marvel Zombies. You know, so I've effectively uh, been bitten by the Marvel Zombie bug, though hopefully I won't <laughs> turn into a zombie because of it. Uh, yeah. As for Chris, what? I was going to say, and they've been coming out with all these Christmas comics, too, this year. Yeah. I don't know if you've got any of those. <laughs> For Marvel Zombies? No, 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 just in general. Like, usually you only see, like, a couple of different Christmas comics, but there was, like, a ton this year. Well, I got one Christmas comic I think you'll find amusing. The Creep Show Holiday Special. Oh, yeah, I got that, too. It was pretty good. Yeah, though I can't wait for the uh, next special. It's the one that's going to have the uh, Joe Hill story. Of Creepshow? Yeah. I don't know if you know who uh, Joe Hill is, but that's uh, Stephen King's son. Mm -hmm. And And he's a very good writer. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, But, yeah, I... I spent Christmas at my mom's house, so which was all right, aside from the fact that we had a uh, unwanted uh, guest running around. Mom had a uh, rat get into the house, and oh, no. over the course of like four months, it caused havoc, including eating her dishwasher. Oh my gosh! Like through the hoses. Yeah. Luckily for us, though, finally, the poison got the thing. And since it was only the one, my mom's house is now (laughs) rat-free. Yeah, we have a whole rodent problem, like, in the whole city right now. It's pretty bad. And our dog is supposed to be, like, a a ratter. Like, that's their... supposed to be in their nature. He hasn't caught any yet. (laughs) Ah. Maybe he thinks they're all Remy. (laughs) Hey, if rats were nice like Remy, I don't think anyone would have a problem with them. (laughs) Unfortunately, they're all more like Radigan. (laughs) I do love rats, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can hear them, but so far we haven't noticed any, like, damage or anything. Whereas some of our neighbors said they were, like, chewing through their pantries and stuff and getting in the garage and eating up things in the garage but i think we've been pretty lucky i think maybe because we have a dog and a cat (laughs) yeah so (laughs) Uh, any other uh things that have happened to you in the last month and a half not so much just been working on art as usual and youtube videos (laughs) Yeah, I've still been working on my YouTube channels, reacting to different trailers, trying different, you know, things, 
and of course playing different games. I'm almost done playing the Lego Jurassic World, which means I'm about ready to revisit my old worst enemy, which is uh, Lego Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Oh, that game is so frustrating. A, because it's full of different glitches, some of which can be game-breaking, but also, if you've ever played that game and have ever tried any of the races, you know how infuriating they can be. <laughs> like, if, let's say you're, you've played Lego games, right? Yeah, I think I, there's a Indiana Jones one. Right? All right. Yep. Well, and, I don't remember. Why? Yeah, I think I remember playing that one, but it was like a long time ago. And yeah. the Batman one. Yeah. And maybe that's it. Just those two. But yeah. Okay. So I've watched. You might have. What? I watched a few like playthroughs online of some of them, though. Okay. Because I was going to say it. They might not have had races in them when you were playing, but I think it was around like the Lego Marvel games where they introduced races into the Lego games where you'd have to go from a starting point to an end point, you know, and for the most part, they work relatively well. Some of them are frustrating, but none of them compare to the, uh, the wrongness of the Lord of the Rings ones. Cause when you, you race in that game on horses mm-hmm. and when you fail a race, your horse will buck you off of it and then run back to the starting line of the race. Oh, no. <laughs> and the Lego Lord of the Rings map is massive, so it can take up to five to ten minutes to get back to where you were on foot. Now, it's yeah. a lot faster on horse, but your horse just bucked you off and <laughs> ran away. <laughs> so, That's so frustrating. Yeah, like any other Lego game, you just drive back to where you were. Your car doesn't eject you and drive off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So I am not looking forward to to redoing those. <laughs> I, Good luck. I was going to ask, <laughs> have you seen any uh, anything I've tried lately for taste tests that you've been like, oh, I want to try that? Um, Not lately. I haven't seen haven't been able to see anything ah I what got did a new case for some of the recent ones let's see in terms of recent things i finally got to try reese's dipped animal crackers uh i tried the uh the two different mountain dew game fuels hmm. uh i think i tried uh toasty vanilla m&ms that should actually be out Ooh. by the time this episode comes out I got something else. I haven't actually filmed the taste test for it yet. It's a Reese's cupcake. Whoa. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I want to try those marshmallow M&Ms. <laughs> the, the toasty ones I mentioned? Yeah. Yeah, they were a Christmas thing, unfortunately. So I don't know if you'll be able to find them. Honestly, I actually wasn't that impressed by them. Mm. Yeah. to say yeah did you try the hot chocolate uh hershey kisses those are a christmas I, one. 
don't think I found those. Those were disappointing, too. <laughs> were they as disappointing or more disappointing than the uh, Dove Cherry Cordial Chocolates? Because I tried those and I didn't like them. I didn't try those, but I did try the Andes Cherry, Cherry's Jubilee, which was really good to me. <laughs> yeah, those are delicious. Yeah, I really hate that the only time I can ever get those is at Christmas time and mm-hmm. only at Dollar Tree. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like I'd buy those year round if I could. I think we sat, we got them at Grocery Outlet. I don't know if you have that on the East Coast. No. Hmm. No, we don't. Yeah, it's kind of like a cheaper grocery store. I don't know. They have like stuff that I think they had like too much of at other stores or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right. So are we ready All to right. get into it? Yeah, I think we've uh, delayed the inevitable long enough. <laughs> so we are, of course, reviewing Darkwing Duck issue 10. For the last time, hopefully, written by Amanda Dybert, with art and color by Carlo Loro, who will be continuing on, I believe, into the Justice Ducks run, which is fine. His his art is getting passable, though there are definitely some odd choices in this one. Yeah. Uh, once again, we do not have a title, which should surprise nobody. <laughs> So let's rip the Band-Aid off and jump right in. So how do we start this thing? So we see a Darkwing submarine in the ocean. And uh, the gang, being the Justice Ducks, plus Herb and Goslin, crammed inside. And Well, we should say Justice Ducks minus one. Or, well, minus two, actually, because obviously Launchpad is still captured and Neptunia is not in the sub with them either. Does Launchpad count as one of the Justice Ducks or is he just part of Darkwing? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It's debatable, I guess. (laughs) Um, All right. Yeah. So we got Morgana, um, you know, super saying that she's super crushed between Stigma's tail and Gizmoduck's gizmos. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Did you want to read that line by Darkwing? I know you like reading the Darkwing lines. <laughs> sure. It's the same one that we opened the intro the yeah. episode with, too. Crammed into a submarine with a giant dinosaur and no launch pad to even steer it. Things can't possibly get any worse. Did we have to bring Herb? (laughs) I will say, though, I do like the design of the Darkwing submarine. Yeah, I think. You know, it it does look like it would actually fit within the show. So that is one addition to the Darkwing mythos that I do endorse. I feel like it was in the show, but I can't remember what episode. Yeah. Yeah. Could be wrong, but maybe maybe it just looks that much like it would be in the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So what what are they doing? So Stigmut says that he brought snacks and they're tofu dogs for some reason. I don't know. Maybe one of the 
maybe the writer is vegetarian or something. <laughs> Possibly. We get one final half uh, keen out of Goslin. No full keen gear. You know, I guess the writers of this comic have either never watched Darkwing or they've never heard the word gear spoken before. Keen <laughs> tofu hot dogs. You sure relish that relish, Goslin. Oh, brother. But we do get a great Darkwing face here. I should warn you, sometimes too many dogs can upset my tummy. Don't you dare get subsick during an adventure. Yeah, he looks really angry. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is too late and Herb has turned a uh, certain shade of green. Hey, you match me. <laughs> and then we get Darkwing. Now things couldn't possibly get worse. Gizmo Duck, we're here. Where's here? Because this is not Ducklandis. <laughs> and we see Neptunia in front of the sub with a very angry face. <laughs> Are you sure yeah. we can't just head head there without her? I've been there before, you know. Which neither of us know what he's talking about there, because no. when we in Ducklandis. <laughs> Also, I have to ask, if they're not at Duck Lantis, then why is there a building underwater? That's what I was wondering, too. <laughs> not only that, but correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't that kind of resemble Gosselin's school? <laughs> yeah. Like, am I tripping, or? It does. <laughs> Gosselin, yeah. have you done something that maybe you should fess up to? <laughs> I have no idea what that's about at all. <laughs> Maybe it's a joke. My first thought, though, was not Goslin's school. I was like, is that supposed to be like the clock tower in Back to the Future? <laughs> Definitely not. Because yeah. it's, it's missing the pointed top. It's missing mm -hmm. the columns. Also, I think we're definitely meant to think it's a school because there's also a school of fish heading towards it. Maybe that's the joke. Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, Goslin reminds Darkwing that Launchpad needs us. Usually I'd indulge you, Dark, but Goslin is right. You need to let go of your ego and save your friend before he's lost to us forever. We get a, a admittedly touching scene of Goslin hugging Darkwing. And honestly, I think you're kind of lost without him, too. Yeah, Darkwing says, you're right. And then we do get an entrance as he uh, accidentally elbows, well, possibly <laughs> accidental, possibly on purpose. <laughs> I am the terror that flaps in the night. Elbows Gizmo Duck. Oops, excuse me. I am the sunburn that gives you a farmer's tan on a cloudy day as he bonks Stegmut. I am Darkwing Duck. And I need your help. Everyone gasps. <laughs> yeah. Like they never expected him to ever say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Just because I can defeat every deranged devil and solve even the most scrupulous of scams on my own doesn't mean I don't ever allow others to assist. And he's back says Neptunia. <laughs> For a second there, I thought maybe we were dealing with an imposter. But I will help you. I like Launchpad, and I don't like any duck who trespasses in my ocean. 
And then uh, Morgana tells Herb to show her his Quackerware tracker. Yeah, which, again, I will mention, looks a lot like a Ghostbusters PKE meter. (laughs) She says, interesting, follow me. This is another thing, like, uh, when we were talking about, um, what's the episode of DuckTales on the robot planet, where the physics just really don't make any sense. I don't quite understand how they're talking to Neptunia through this submarine at all. And it seems like they're able to hear people from extremely long distances too underwater. So <laughs> yeah, as we uh, get to on this next page. Yes. <laughs> we see fish calling Neptunia your majesty. And then, oh, look, it's Neptunia the Great. They obviously can't see me, or they'd be even more odd. Fish are known for their terrible eyesight. Mommy, what's that? It's rude to point at strange-looking ducks, dear. (laughs) You see an exasperated Darkwing, which is like, how could he possibly hear that? They're so far away. Yep. (laughs) Um, We see Neptunia, and she blows her shell underwater. Um, and she says it's to alert everyone that they're going into deep, dangerous waters and that their queen might not return. Is that like an established thing? Did I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> that she's her what? That she's queen. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think that was ever established that she was queen. Yeah, I thought that was gonna come up later but it doesn't (laughs) but anyway herb says wow that's dark to which darkwing responds you can always go home herb we can take it from here and goslin points out actually at this point he's in too deep both literally and figuratively (laughs) well figuratively they say since they don't spell it right (laughs) weird Yeah, um, Neptunia says, uh, Darkwing, in the spirit of cooperation, if you'd, if you'd like to come help, if you'd like to come help me, what? (laughs) I can't even read that correctly. (laughs) Darkwing, in the spirit of cooperation, if you'd like to come help me lead the way. I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) Am I reading that right? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's it's written weird. Okay, like a lot of stuff in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we got a little uh, sound piercing the the quiet of the yeah. ocean. What's the sound? Um, and Gizmoduck says, "Oh, I added a little evil shark alarm to the submarine as an upgrade. Hope you don't mind." You know, that's a most that's mostly a harmful stereotype. Most sharks are totally fine as long as they're left alone. Deep, 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 deep. <laughs> but not all of them. Swing for your lives. Yeah, you see a pretty creepy looking shark with its tongue flapping out of its mouth. <laughs> yeah. Do sharks even have tongues? I don't know. Because I don't feel like I remember them ever having tongues. <laughs> and he's also got, like, 
sideways goat pupils. At least in these uh, pages. They'll change later, though. Yeah. Well, actually, they'll change on the very next page, I should say. <laughs> Neptunia blows her horn again, and it sends the shark flying backwards. And Goslin says, wow, and I thought sharks couldn't swim backward. Neptunia, he won't be for long. We're going to need a bigger horn. Which I Nice guess Jaws, Jaws reference. reference. <laughs> Never uh, fear, Gizmoduck is here. Now, where did I put that? And Gizmoduck pulls out a uh, little canister. What's that? The solution to our shark problem. Wait for it. Wait for it. And he throws it at the shark. Their plan is to feed him. Wait for it. And what does it do? It explodes and magically straps this contraption with a bunch of belts and a big fan onto the body of the shark. And the shark yep. is obviously confused. <laughs> and it gives us one more stupid sound effect. Hopefully the last one with a strap pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But what does this contraption do to said shark? So the fan propels the shark backwards even further. And he'll be fine. By the way, that motor's battery is... Oh, he'll be fine, by the way. That motor's battery only lasts 15-ish minutes. That was amazing, Gizmoduck. We make a good team. I guess we do. Uh, Darkwing would never admit that. I know. I was going to say, I kind of don't like him just giving into all this team stuff. I guess because they're trying to set up just yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're forcing it way too much. Yeah. So what happens next? I, I would like it if he was just complaining the entire time and just reluctantly going along with it because everybody else was super excited. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then you see them swimming into the deep depths of the ocean. Gizmoduck kind of has a cool, like, propeller where his wheel usually is. Um, you see, like, a shadow passing by. Neptunia says, oh, dear, it's Frank. Frank? Frank, <laughs> Frank is the smartest being on the planet. And really, then... Neptunia? I'm not sure you know <laughs> of uh, many uh, land dwellers, so how can you yeah. say he's smarter than any of them? <laughs> so yeah. who is Frank? And we see this massive-headed squid with a monocle. Yeah, delighted <laughs> to make your acquaintance. I'm Frank. Pleasure. I'm Darkwing Duck, terror who flaps in the night, and genius inventor extraordinaire. I'm also quite humble. You see Frank go to shake Darkwing's hand, but really he's grabbing him to launch him across the ocean. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're in my waters, Neptunia, and I don't feel like playing nice. And he starts squeezing Gizmo Duck and Neptunia really tight with his tentacles. Meanwhile, Darkwing lands a substantial ways away. I gotta get back and help the Justice Ducks. Good thing I installed this waterproof jet setting as he pulls out his gas gun, which enables him to start using it to whoosh himself back, passing the uh, shark still going backwards on his way. <laughs> wow, I gotta talk to Gizmoduck. That battery really holds a charge. <laughs> yep. And then we're 
never fear. Darkwing Duck is getting near. You see the um, submarine in the background. We get another I'm the Terror in the beginning. A partial. Yeah, a partial. And he gets interrupted. Um, Stigmut says, don't worry, Darkwing. I already handled it. And Stigmut is a genius. Uh, oh, wow. What? <laughs> Turns out there's something called being hangry. Who knew? And we get an editor's note to explain what hangry is, even though I'm pretty sure everybody on the planet knows the term. Not only geniuses, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Toodles, my compliments to the chef. Now you don't even have to fight a giant squid. You say that like it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And then we get Neptunia. Herb, how far are we? Herb, we need to go 20,000 more leagues under the sea. What's a league? No idea. <laughs> it's like one Well, of I can ones. tell you that, that 20,000 leagues under the sea is a Jules Verne book. <laughs> yeah. That's like one of the only funny parts, I think, in this. Yeah. Um, and then Neptunia's uh, swimming down more, and she says, it's too dark even for me. She blows her horn again, and um, two little anglerfish with, like, glowy thingies on their head come by to light the way. And yeah. says, she has an idea that might help. She says uh, some magic words, which every time this happens in this comic book, I'm, like, thinking of Zatanna. In, yeah, in, I I tried to see if it was something backwards yeah. as well. Yeah, totally. Hergum <laughs> Ut Skola, which and, creates an army of uh, luminescent uh, zebra-ish looking fish. Yeah, but they're not really glowing. It's a little confusing. Yeah. Also, said, I'm going to point something out here. Darkwing obviously has a submarine. Submarines are supposed to go down into the deep, dark depths of yep. the ocean. Shouldn't it have lights of its own? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, kind of a little bit of an inconsistency. Like, like if they weren't going to have lights on it, they should have either made a throwaway line to Darkwing, like, hey, why doesn't your sub have lights on it and be having make some excuse for why he didn't think of it or have the lights not be powerful enough, but to not yeah. have them and not acknowledge is kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, now we Darkwing can see everything, even Ducklantis. Yep. Which Ducklantis has some interesting designs. <laughs> yeah. Lots of uh, fins and clams, including a clam at the very top of the building that I thought was a police hat at first. Yeah, it looks like just a regular city, but like a handful of the buildings just have like shells on top of them. <laughs> yeah, so they're all heading for it. There it is. No time for us to use our plan. Ready, set. Justice Docs, and we get the return of our uh, mysterious villain. Mysterious Lorax. <laughs> yeah. You found your way without the compass. Remarkable. I had something better than a compass. I had trackable quackerware. I mean, I was going to say the help of my good friends, but yes, Herb, I had the help of good friends plus a tracking device in your quackerware. 
that luckily got stolen by our new foe. Yep, subsequently leading us right to the missing launch pad. Um, you never let anyone help you. That was the foundation of my entire evil plot. Who are you anyway? Oh, that. I am. And then I guess he disrobes. <laughs> and yep. He is Murdoch. <laughs> yep, a character we've never seen before, and it makes no sense it would have been him in the uh, costume. Yeah, his size is completely different than the little character. I don't understand how he was walking around if he had a fin. There's no implication that he had difficulty walking around <laughs> when he was yep. in guys. And... Yeah, just I had to look at the panels like a couple times to even see that that was him disrobing. It was kind of confusing. Everybody yells, Murdoch. Who? Who? <laughs> see, this is why I had to steal the compass. Why? You got a problem finding true north? I don't, but you do. All those heroes and villains in the museum and not a single mention of me. And other editors note that we didn't need. <laughs> and then we get to see uh, his evil plans, which are stupid. <laughs> they consist of him turning the faucet on in Drake's house to create a dripping sound and turning a sprinkler on to douse Drake when he's walking with a briefcase full of million dollar invention. Also, if he's targeting Drake specifically, does that mean he knows Drake is Darkwing Duck? Like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And also, I guess Drake was an inventor, salesman or something. Something like that. It's very confusing. Um, I thought when I first saw him with the sprinkler, I thought it was a callback to dry hard where he was grabbing the three-quarter pink knee flange <laughs> yeah wow you really are a super villain but i was too good at it no one noticed me which is why i decided to level up and destroy darkwing duck by removing your compass but it wasn't my compass it was launch pads now before we continue any farther let me just uh make a note to all of you listeners out there Everything we're about to say next covers two pages, the final two pages of this comic. <laughs> like, without that disclaimer, I'm not sure they would believe that all of this is condensed so quick. <laughs> yeah. So what happens next? No, silly. The physical compass was just a red herring. Her. <laughs> a red herring says. Yeah. I mean, your moral compass. I just use the heirloom as bait. Don't say bait down here. It's offensive, says another fish. <laughs> you know, your plan almost worked for a moment. I did lose myself. All I could think about was getting Launchpad back at any cost, but your plan failed for the same reason you're about to lose everything. What do you mean? You haven't found Launchpad, and you never will. <laughs> and we get one final uh, entrance. I am the terror that flaps in the night as Darkwing shoots a net with his gas gun. I am the one who understands extremely enigmatic egos enough to have you monologue your undoing. 
while my team found and rescued Launchpad. What? You let them take all the glory? But that's not Darkwing Duck. You said it, Murdoch. That is not Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Launchpad is more important to me than glory. I am, no, wait, we are the Justice Ducks. But I do deserve most of the credit. And then in the distance, you see Binky, uh, Honker, and Mayor Allison. Yay, yeah. you did it. It's Darkwing Duck. And we see a newspaper headline that says Murduck meets justice. And and once again, they captured my good side by Darkwing. <laughs> yep. The <Okay>. end for <laughs> now. Yeah. They wrap everything up in two pages, two very forced and rushed pages that I think are a complete disservice of the character of Darkwing. Yeah. <laughs> It's not really good. <laughs> so, Tiff, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty rough. Like, everything about it. It's super anticlimactic. It's rushed, for sure. A lot of the dialogue is, like, even hard to read and understand what they're going for in it. Some of the you know, visual jokes, you know, didn't make much sense. And yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I'm, gonna, right. I'm going to say, though, I'm still, if I'm going to rate it, I'm still going to give it two stars because I do really think that um, the art is getting good and expressive and it looks pretty nice. I even kind of like the, even though I don't like the idea of the character, I think the character of Murduck looks just like a character out of DuckTales or Darkwing. So, yeah. Points for the art. All right. So, I think I'm actually going to be judging it a bit harsher than you this time. Because, honestly, I hate this issue <laughs> like more than any other issue in this run which is saying something considering that issues number one two and even three for a bit you know had some major issues with the tone the yeah. art you know like everything was all over the place and fairly rough in those you know, and obviously after the third issue, things started climbing and getting better and better. But it seems with issue seven-ish, I think, like issue six started kind of going downhill. And from seven onward, it's just basically continued to be a plummet. The, the art is fairly decent in this. There are some odd bits about it. There's... You know, the character design of Murdoch is pretty good. I'm, I'll grant you that. I love the Darkwing sub. I feel that's something that looks like it could have been pulled straight from the issue, but from, from an episode. But it's like the writing is terrible in this one. The jokes yeah. aren't funny. The, the resolution of things feels hollow. And worse thing, offense of all, is the fact that it feels like they did not get Darkwing's character right. Yeah. He never would have worked willingly with the Justice Ducks until the very end of 
of a crisis. You know, yeah. he certainly wouldn't have, you know, devised this whole thing of them going to Rescue Launchpad off screen, I might add. Like, yeah. Like, they went and got Launchpad off screen. We didn't get to see them beat up if, Launchpad's if, guards, liberate him from a cell, nothing like that. Just on the very last page, oh, hey, there's Launchpad swimming with the rest of the Justice Ducks. Yeah, and if you're going to do something like that, you really got to go back and have a moment where Darkwing's like, how did you rescue Launchpad? And then they explain what happened or something. But there isn't yeah. any, so it comes off really unsatisfying. So I am going to give this one half a gas gun canister. <laughs> and if it Dang. wasn't for the continued improvement of the art and the inclusion of the Darkwing sub and a couple jokes, it might have gotten a zero. Like yeah. I feel it it it's a slap in the in the face to pretty much any any Darkwing fan. Yeah. Like what I I was kind of saying this earlier, it's it makes Darkwing like an unlikable character. Yeah. Now, I don't know if any of these story threads are going to be picked up in the Justice Ducks uh, comic or not. You know, they did release a preview of like the first like five or six pages. And what I read of that doesn't really give me a lot of hope, to be honest. Mm. But I'm I'm at least hopeful that that the writing will improve, which may save it. But I'm honestly at this point, Negaduck is the current peak of Darkwing comics yeah. at the moment. Well, you know, since the problem, the problem with what? a lot of it, I, I was going to say what I think the problem is with a lot of these, like in the direction that they're going in is that like, you know, the original show is pretty old. There's obviously like fans like us, that care and that those you know James Silvani comics were so great and it was like exactly what we all wanted and there's tons of references and they really did their homework on everything and they felt like the show but for anyone that's like new like they might not necessarily understand or be into like what's happening and I think with this they were like look this is like a kid's property let's just bring it back and let's you know we got to like dumb it down a little bit so that like a kid of today can pick up this comic book and understand and get a feel for things. And I think that makes it so all of us who are old fans not really like it, <laughs> you know? Well, I would say that's also a disservice to any kid that would pick this up though, because kids aren't as dumb as people think yeah. that they can be. You know, that's they're a true. lot smarter than, than we ever give them credit for. Yeah, and I you mean, know, confident like, writing and storytelling always comes through. So there, there wasn't any need to dumb it down that much. It's you know, true. I'm not even. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just. I think that's why they started writing it this way when they really should have taken a lesson from like the new Ducktales show, where that was really like reference heavy, and yeah you know, not made for, like, super-duper little kids. And it got all these, like, new generations of kids being interested in things. And then they started watching the old DuckTales, and they started watching Darkwing Duck and Disney yep. stuff. So, I mean, they really should have just kept it going with how they were doing the Joe books and um, boom issues. Maybe there's still time. <laughs> 
Maybe maybe there the is. <laughs> you know, but at least for now, we've got Negaduck, which is a decent series, and we'll see how uh, Justice Ducks is. Uh, on to yeah. our villain rating, because we will rate Murdoch. So um, what are you going to give him? <laughs> That's tricky. I mean, he's pretty pathetic. And it was pretty weird, the whole him being like a tiny guy walking around and then he's a mermaid. So just for the ridiculousness of it, I'm going to have to give him like one and a half stars or stars, canisters, spam cans. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, I'm going a little harsher than you. Not by much this time, though. I feel that the concept of like the way the execution was immensely flawed. The concept was iffy at best. The design was pretty cool. Both his Lorax design, though I feel that should have been a separate character, and the Murdoch yeah. design. For the fact that he has a cool design, at least, I'm going to give him a one. <laughs> I can't give him any higher than that because of yeah. how botched his appearance was. But yeah, that finally wraps up issue 10, as well as the uh, the Dibert run of Darkwing Duck. Any uh, yep. further thoughts on the series as a whole, or? Mm, no, not really. <laughs> Pretty much no. that. All right. Well, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps, as well as YouTube. Uh, Tiffany, any uh, shout outs or where can the fans find you? Um, no, well, I, I'm gonna give a shout out to James Silvani <laughs> after this, yeah, because <laughs> I, I yeah. miss him. <laughs> we, we all miss you, James. Your work was superior, and we hope you'll come back to the Darkwing fold at some point. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, where can the fans find you? On Instagram, I'm at Tiffany Silverbron and at Regurgitating Gertie for my fan art. And then on YouTube, I'm at CarneyTube and at RadioActiffany. All right. And I have a shout out. I'm actually going to give a shout out to all of our patient listeners who have been waited, waiting with bated breaths for us to finally get this episode out. So thank you all for your patience and hopefully you did enjoy this episode as for where the fans can find me I have two YouTube channels DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming I also do have a Facebook but if you're coming to my Facebook from uh, you know definitely drop me a line and let me know you're coming because of St. Kennard Files but yeah that's going to do it for this episode I think I'm going to have to go reread Dangerous or uh, the Definitively Dangerous Edition as well as the Joe Books run to wash the taste of this horrible comic out of my mouth. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.